Obese is the new N-word. Woke judges don't know the U.S. Constitution. And Donald Trump goes after the transgender ideology. All that and more on the Based and Free Gen Z podcast. Welcome to the Based and Free Gen Z podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Connor Dill, and this right here is my good buddy, Grant Hernandez. Say hello, Grant. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Excited to be here. All right, so this is a brand new podcast that me and Grant are starting. Uh, I've been having this idea for a long time now, uh, starting my own podcast. I want to throw my voice out there, give a little bit of uh, my take on some of the takes of the day, and I decided to bring Grant along for me. So this will be a weekly thing. We'll have one video every week uh, on Fridays. You guys will see it coming out. Uh, and we'll talk about uh, everything that we think is important that's happened over the last week or so. Um, and so obviously, like the intro said this week, we've got a lot of things to talk about. So I think we should just get straight into it, Grant. So one of my favorite things that happened last week was the, there was this tweet, all right? And, um, and you guys will be able to see it on screen. Uh, those of you that are watching, you know, online or whatever, uh, you guys will be able to see that. Um, yeah, so there's this tweet from this lady. Uh, she's got a doctorate. Um, don't exactly have her count, but she is a, according to her profile, she is a fat-affirming fat affirming dietitian with a PhD in, quote, body positivity medicine. Not really sure what that is. Not even sure that's an actual PhD. But her name's Anita B. Eaton. Uh, And her tweet, uh, which had both the left and the right absolutely exploding, was just simply obese, in quotes, is the N-word for plus-size people. That's just something else. And I'm sure this is uh, probably satire, but there's people who probably out there who actually believe this. I mean, honestly, I think it's, I think I, when I first read it, I thought like someone was being serious, but then of course I read the name of Dr. I need to be eaten and realized that, um, the name of the account obviously gives it away that it's satire. And this person actually has continued to post like hundreds of posts a day about making fun of the entire like fat freeing movement. I don't even know what you want to call it. Like body positivity movement in its extremes and yeah on, like some of the other some of the other tweets are quite hilarious but this one was my favorite because this one absolutely had the right and the left just absolutely going crazy both sides were freaking out they're like who is this lady what is she saying it was absolutely incredible i thought it was one of the most hilarious things and so if we actually go to like her like account it's quite hilarious some of the other tweets that I saw when I was like scrolling through trying to find uh, her her tweet. Um, uh, let me see if I can find one here. Or like here, raise your daughter daughters to look more like Lizzo, not Taylor Swift. Oh gosh. Oh my god! Like some of the stuff like this. Uh, I prefer chicken tenders to wings because I don't like seeing bones. <laughs> If you can go back to that original tweet, let's see some of the comments over there from the right and the left. All right, so for example, uh, I've got Graham Allen here, which is uh, just a picture of a <laughs> uh, an NFL ref on a field with about a million flags behind him, and he just says, uh, hold up, flag on the play. Uh, <laughs> just poking fun at the libs. Uh, most of you probably know Graham Allen. He's got a podcast of his own and whatnot. He's got a lot of different things going on, so... 
Uh, yeah, um, I don't really have any other tweets pulled up. I'm not actually <laughs> logged into Twitter, so we can't see too many other tweets. Um, but we may come back to that next week, actually, just to kind of just to kind of bring it up because we'll say you know it'll be like from last week's show. We didn't get a chance uh, to look at that, but I wanted to bring that up because I thought that is a good way to get started on the podcast. Our first topic is just this lady talking about the N word, uh, and obese is the N word for fat people, and just everyone losing their minds. Uh, which just kind of shows you really where we are in the world today. You can just say just about anything and everyone, somebody, somewhere is going to absolutely lose their mind and be so offended that they can't keep their mouth shut on Twitter. That is yeah. pretty much all Twitter is at this point. But uh, yeah, so I think that was a, a pretty good start uh, to the show. But honestly, though, probably one of the worst things I've ever seen. To, to move on, I guess, from this topic here, Grant, is... Um, Obviously, you know, the president of the United States, uh, regardless of who that is currently, obviously it's Joe Biden, um, who is, you know, of course we know senile and not really sure if he's all there. Um, but, uh, you know, of course he appoints any and all justices, judges to all the courts that will take on any sort of, uh, state, state, state by state cases, anything that involves any of your bill of rights, things like that. And so, just last week, uh, on Friday, actually, um, the committee in the Senate, uh, who was obviously hearing these justices, because the Senate has to confirm these justices, um, what they were doing is, of course, they were, they were taking out these justices, making sure they were, you know, fit for the job, and, um, I'm just gonna let, um, Senator Kennedy, um, I guess, speak for himself, speak for himself, all right, so... As he usually does. Let's uh, let's take a look at this. Chairman, and congratulations uh, to all of you. Um, judge, on the far end, uh, tell, tell me what Article 5 of the Constitution does. Article 5 is not coming to mind at the moment. Okay. How about Article 2? Neither is Article 2. Okay. And so just this this judge here, um, whose name I honestly, I don't even exactly remember. Um, the nominee here, though, um, she gets up there and all Senator Kennedy asks is, what does Article 5 of the U.S. Constitution do? And of course, if you're going to be a judge who's presiding over a United States court, you probably want to know what the supreme law of the land is. But uh, this justice apparently does not. Um, so this obviously, a, yeah, go, you know, go ahead. Yeah. This is a major problem, I think, that we're having throughout the United States right now is that we're having a lot of these young adults come out of college, kind of out of law school, and they don't know a thing. It's because we're stuck. These teachers and professors are teaching these woke ideologies instead of the actual law. She's going to represent the people of the United States through the Constitution, the U.S. Constitution, and she doesn't know it. That's a major issue and a major red flag, and she should not be on any court. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I 100% agree. Um, obviously, though, I think this more shows the left and what they really inspire to do. They 
They honestly, I mean, I personally believe they have absolutely no regard for the U.S. Constitution. I mean, in fact, they, I mean, they believe that somehow, like, abortion is written into the Constitution, but I've not had anyone be able to show me where that is. They say it's somewhere in, like, the 14th Amendment or, like, the, pri- you know, the Amendment on Privacy, the Fourth Amendment to the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. At least I think it's the Fourth Amendment. Even I'm not 100% sure, but then again, I didn't go to law school, so at least not yet, but... Um, <laughs> But it's like, I, the left honestly just, sim- to me, seems like they have no regard for the Constitution. And so, to me, it's not really surprising that this justice, I say justice, she's not a justice on the, like, the Supreme Court, but this judge, I guess, I should probably say, just the fact that she doesn't know the Constitution is probably more on the fact that, you know, the left, they just, they really don't care what the Constitution has to say. They would rather push their ideology through the courts than, you know, through Congress or anything like that, because they just want their... Uh, rather than actually upholding the Constitution of the United States, and so I think that's a that's a major problem. Uh, yeah. Uh, but another thing I want to point out is uh, shortly after this, uh, Senator Ted Cruz, one of my personal favorites. Um, if you've never seen his uh, verdict with Ted Cruz podcast, I highly recommend it. I absolutely love that podcast. I listen to it all the time. I love hearing how he talks about law and different things that are happening. Um, but what he says over here is says this person is not qualified to be an Article Three judge. Uh, and he's, and then in, in, uh, like brackets, he'll say, I assume she'll have to look it up. Like it's saying that basically she has no idea what article three of the constitution even, uh, means. Um, but, and by the way, for those of you that don't know, article five of the constitution, uh, lays out the ways in which the constitution can be amended. Um, and so that's, you know, just basically how you amend the constitution, how you add amendments, things like that. And then article two just sets out the powers of the presidency as well as how they're elected and different things like that. Um, and of course, Article Three talks about technically the Supreme Court, but mainly just the judicial branch of the United States as a whole. So starting from the top is the Supreme Court, and as you work your way down, of course, you get all these different courts and whatnot that you know, the appellate courts and things like that. Um, yeah, and so, this is law school one hundred and one, you know, and this is this I can't explain it to you. Yeah, that's it's it's absolutely insane that you have to have me, who's just you know a college student of my own, who can tell you what these things mean, um, but yet you have someone who's trying to be a judge on, you know, whatever court they were being put to. I think it was some court in Washington, I believe. I don't exactly remember for sure. Um, but these justices trying to be put on different courts that don't even know our basic laws. And, 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 but honestly, it's I don't insane. think they're... Yeah, it's, in, it's insane. I don't think they exactly care, honestly, though. Um, I don't think they care, but uh, honestly, though, I think just because I couldn't name you right now what Article 5 is of the U.S. Constitution, I think that Joe Biden should nominate me for a uh, judge position. I haven't been to law school. I don't have any sort of law degree. I haven't passed the bar exam or anything like that, but I think, honestly, just by the fact that I know what the Constitution says better than these justices, I think that at least holds some merit here, and I think uh, I'm calling on Joe Biden to nominate me for uh, at least the Supreme Court once uh, someone decides to fall off, you know, someone decides to step down or something like that. So I personally think... By all accounts, you have an easy shot. I I make a great justice, I think. I mean, I can name more things about the Constitution than most of these justices that he would probably nominate anyway. Um, And plus, I can always just say that I'm some trans non-binary woman before he does so, so I can be the first trans non-binary whatever on the court. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> gotta of, check the uh, boxes. You know, I gotta I gotta mark off all those uh you know those 
boxes there for, for those guys. And so moving on to the next subject, Grant, um, I personally want to hear your thoughts on this. Um, so obviously, uh, I don't have, we don't have the video here for you guys, sadly. Um, of course, as you know, YouTube is like the arbiter of all things misinformation. I got to take anything down that doesn't fit their agenda. You know, you're not going to be able to find it on Twitter, you know, YouTube, anything like that. But Pfizer was recently caught by Project Veritas. So one of their, uh, you know, one some higher up in Pfizer was on a date, or he thought he was on a date with some gay dude. Um, uh, it was actually somebody from Project Veritas, and he's coming out and he's talking about all these things with the COVID vaccine. So obviously, we know the COVID vaccines are not safe. Not, uh, I mean, uh, they're <coughs> totally safe and effective. Uh, can't get demonetized on YouTube here, and uh, <laughs> and so he comes out and he says that. In order to basically get ahead of any sort of COVID mutations that Pfizer is going out and doing gain-of-function research on COVID to create different, more powerful strands so that they can then, in turn, create more mRNA vaccines. Now, of course, we would show the clip here, but of course, we don't have any access to it. We're a little late to the party. I wish I'd have hopped on it sooner, grabbed it earlier this week. Certain. Sadly, couldn't exactly do that, but Grant, I do want to hear what your thoughts are on this. Yeah, you know, uh, kudos to Project Veritas for getting that insane video. Um, you know, this just goes to show you exactly what we knew all along, that this was nothing but for profit. Okay, it's, they're not here to help you. Uh, and you know this is true because Pfizer won't come out and say anything. They won't refute that that guy lied. Uh, if it was a lie, they would be on the morning news. Okay, and uh, and you can clearly see it in the video. Again, if you if you're out there and you haven't seen the video, I encourage you to try and find it. Somebody's got it out there. Uh, the guy is in clear panic mode in the video. You know, he's pushing the camera. I believe he breaks their iPad in the video as well. Yeah, so this uh, is he, the sec- the second video. Yeah, where uh, yeah, this Project is the Veritas second video. Comes in and confronts him, and he's like, "So you said all these things. We have you on video right here." And this this dude absolutely freaks out. He's like calling the police, like throwing stuff around it's absolutely insane yeah. but anyway yes um but if this does not disturb you uh it should and you should be calling up your senator you should be calling out your representatives to investigate pfizer investigate all these companies these vaccine companies uh even dr fauci get him up on capitol hill let's hear it we want to we want the facts and uh the american people deserve that yeah, absolutely. I 100% agree. Um, it's absolutely insane what's happening with all these vaccines. I mean, all these people uh, getting myocarditis, uh, different things like that. Um, it was like uh, I saw a clip earlier, and if I had it pulled up, we'd talk about it a little bit. But this uh, anchor, I believe it's from in, uh, either CNBC. I think it's CNBC or whatever it is, something like that. NBC, one of those, I think. Um, I don't even remember all the, the woke news networks. I don't even keep up with them anymore. I can't even remember the names or whatever letters they are anymore. But uh, she was complaining about, because she had talked about earlier this year, she had to go to the hospital because they found fluid around her heart or something. Um, and eventually, wow. like later, she had like a flutter, like her heart was like fluttering. So she had to go back to the hospital. And she said that the doctors uh, diagnosed her with myocarditis. And then she turns around and says, because of the common cold. And so lying just on national television is absolutely incredible to me because everyone knows, no one, no one can deny the fact that 
this whole thing, the whole reason all these people, young people, young healthy people, are getting myocarditis, which I guarantee you, you never heard of. You've never heard of until probably three years ago when COVID started happening and all these vaccines started rolling out. Because yeah. I know I had never heard of that. But all people the reason, dead, young, yeah, people healthy are people. Just boom, done. They're dropped dead. Yep. That's it. It's so insane. And yet they just don't want to admit that they were wrong and that it's this experimental drug that's causing all this. And like, so the lady was like, I got myocarditis from a common cold. No one gets myocarditis from a common cold. Who have you ever known to get myocarditis from a common cold? If you get a common cold, you have the sniffles for a couple of days and then you're fine. Correct. But according to this lady, that's not how it happened. That's not what happened. She got sick with a cold and all of a sudden her heart is swelling. Just a little bit. Like, like at, at one point, eventually it's going to get to the point where people are, the news media is going to be working with the left so much and they're going to constantly be lying about all these things. But eventually people are going to say, you know what, we're fed up. I think eventually, and I think we may start to see it, especially this year and starting as we get closer to the presidential election and the primaries of 2024, that we'll see, like, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if we see a huge swing for Republicans that year, just because I think people are so fed up with all the lying and everything, being lied to and then having it covered up after the fact. Yeah, they're sick of the lies. They're sick of being told to go take your how many boosters or if you're not vaccinated, you're going to die. There needs to be accountability, plain and simple. Yeah, I 100% agree. All right, so earlier today, actually, at the time of recording this, this is uh, obviously all these uh, are recorded on Thursday. So this is on Thursday. Uh, earlier today, Trump sent out a massive video talking about his campaign for president uh, in 2024. Obviously, uh, as you probably already know, uh, he's already announced his run for president in 2024. Uh, he's already coming out strong. He's already attacking some folks, which, uh, surprisingly enough, one of the people he's attacking the most is uh, Ron DeSantis. Uh, like, just earlier this week, he attacked Ron DeSantis for being, quote, a globalist, uh, which I think is quite incredible. Um, and a lot of people can, you know, will, like, argue about Ron DeSantis, you know, being... I don't personally think Ron DeSantis is a globalist. It doesn't make sense. But I just think this is Trump, honestly, just trying to get ahead in the primary, trying to show that he's still the front runner. He's still, you know, the guy uh, in first place for the Republican primary. So this is obviously, I think, just Trump saying this is primary season now. And... Uh, he's got to go after somebody, and so why not the guy in second place who yeah. is uh, Ron DeSantis? So, uh, Grant, what are your thoughts on that? And I think, you know, what we're really seeing is we're going back to 2016 campaign Trump. We're going back to that energy. He's ruthless. He's going to go after everybody. He's going to t- take you down. And uh, I think people are getting too caught up in picking sides here, and I think that does not need to happen right now. We need to just go forward. Whoever's going to be... You know, the front runner is going to be the front runner, and that's it. We need to stop. Everybody's getting so emotional online right now about who's Team Trump or Team DeSantis. Come on, guys. Although, I, I do want to hear this. You know, if you can comment down below and let us know, are you Team Trump or Team DeSantis? I want to see the poll. So, comment down below. Yeah, I, I want to see where it is. Personally, I think I'm more on the DeSantis side. Um, though, ch- the way Trump's coming out now, he's, you know, slowly kind of moving on these more he's kind of trying to take what like the positions that DeSantis holds and he's trying to basically push them to more conservative 
ways. And we'll talk a little bit more about that uh, in just a moment. But uh, so uh, personally, I think I'm more team DeSantis at the moment, though. Obviously, that could change. And obviously, I'll support either one. Whoever wins the primary in 2024 uh, and goes on to run for president, I'll support either of them. Um, and honestly, though, I would love to see a Trump DeSantis ticket. Um, if oh, Trump yeah. ended that up winning the, the nomination, team. if if we could get DeSantis to be his vice president, I think that would be absolutely incredible. Um, but speaking on Trump moving farther to the right, so Trump had a released a video earlier today, uh, talking about the campaign, uh, as I mentioned earlier, um, and specifically talking about um, transgenderism. And so what I want to do is I want to actually head uh, right over here. Uh, and I want to show this off, so uh, let's check this out. Of our new credentialing body for teachers, we will promote positive education about the nuclear family, the roles of mothers and fathers, and celebrating rather than erasing the things that make men and women different and unique. I will ask Congress to pass a bill establishing that the only genders recognized by the United States government are male and female, and they are assigned at birth. The bill will also make clear that Title IX prohibits men from participating in women's sports, and we will protect the rights of parents from being forced to allow their minor child to assume a gender which is new and an identity without the parent's consent. The identity will not be new, and it will not be without parental consent. Yeah, so Trump's going really hard there right after the transgender movement. Uh, it's saying that, you know, we're not going to allow this to happen to our kids. We're going to ban this stuff for our kids. Um, but not I only is he saying it for, you know, the kids. There's another clip uh, somewhere online, uh, and I'll have to go find it. Maybe we'll show that off uh, next week. Uh, but Trump basically says, we're going to cut this off completely. We're not going to allow this anywhere for anyone, not just kids, but, like, for adults, too. And honestly, I I'm 100% here for that, like... A lot of people try to find a middle ground of, oh, well, we just don't need it for our kids, you know, the, you know, our younger ages, you know, once they become 16, 17, 18, let them do what they want. Or a lot of these, um, you know, conservatives, these neoconservatives that aren't really conservative try to say, oh, well, you, you know, you're a grown adult man. You can, you know, you can do whatever you want. You have a right to cut off your genitals and inject yourself with cross-sex hormones and all this stuff, and you have a, you know, right to do whatever you want with your body, but that's simply just, I don't find, that you don't, you don't have a right to do whatever you want with your body. As a yeah. society, we have standards, and we have morals that we are supposed to uphold, and those obviously aren't it. So I'm 100% with Trump on this. I think we just cut it down across the board, no questions asked. I think this is very smart of him uh, to start talking about the issues of the day. This is what people want to see. Um, hopefully, he'll go back onto more social media platforms. Uh, so he'll be able to reach a broader audience. Um, but I think this also takes me back to uh, I, a couple months ago. They had the woke military commercials. Do you remember those? Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think, you know, he's trying to tell you about our american presence again so that we're feared again so that you know because nobody fears us right now if you saw those woke videos i think russia released one around the same time and it's some guy working out and you know looking really you know patriotic for his country and ours is about you know oh i'm not sure what sex i am or i have two gay moms that <laughs> come on come on guys and i think this was excellent this is going to go really well for his base it's going to go really well for the republican party 
Yeah, and I think Trump's really like saying like, not sure what will happen after the primaries are over. Um, but I know a lot of times politicians, what they'll do is right before primary season gets started and starts getting underway, which I think Trump's already trying to say, you know, we're jumping in head first. We're getting ahead of the party, getting ahead of the pact is uh, a lot of times you'll see the parties start to move towards the, I guess, extremes. I guess you'll call it. It's not really I wouldn't consider it extreme, at least a Republican view of like that extreme. Now, of course, a lot of people on the left would find it pretty extreme. But of course, I find most of their views extreme. So what's new? Um, but a lot of times you'll see politicians, like especially on the uh, in the Republican Party, they'll start to shift their views to the right. Not because maybe they necessarily believe that, though I think honestly Trump does believe that. I think he will try to do that. I think it's a very good thing. Um, I think they a lot of times they'll do it to try to help grab that base that's voting in the primaries in order to help swing themselves right into that presidential run. Uh, against whoever the Democrat will be, which more than likely will be a even older and even less there uh, Joe Biden. So, so let let's hear in the comments. I want to. Who do you think the Democrat nominee for twenty four is going to be? Is it going to be a really old Joe Biden? It's going to be Kamala Harris, or it's going to be someone new like Gavin Newsom? Hey, you know what? Us. I'm I'm banking on a uh, Beto O'Rourke to make another run for something uh, and lose by. He's gonna take another L this time around. Take another L. Maybe Stacey Abrams. Maybe Stacey Abrams could oh, take an L, and maybe then she can try to claim the election was stolen. As you she think about it, they're the same do. person. I mean, really, they are. It's just on two opposite sides of the spectrum. Yeah. So, uh, but anyway, moving on. All right, so next thing, obviously, is uh, a pretty sad story coming out of uh, Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, Tyree Nichols, a uh, young black man uh, who was pretty brutally beaten. We're not going to show any sort of video here uh, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, just because it's it's pretty brutal if you haven't seen it. It's 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 pretty awful, the, the cam footage. Uh, of course... He's beaten by five uh, black police officers, of course, the Memphis Police Department, uh, the city of Memphis, and uh, the chief. Well, uh, the police department and the city of Memphis are both majority black, and then, of course, the police chief in Memphis is also black. Um, it's also a Democrat-run city. Um, but yet, it's all the fault of Republicans and white supremacy. Um, of course, and, you know, the media came out immediately, and are saying how somehow the five black cops who beat this man uh, was white supremacy. Or, was yeah, they were influenced by, you know, the... Racism. Racism, somehow. You know, being yeah. black themselves, but yet still they Incredible. were like, you know, it's somehow white supremacy. I'm not really sure exactly how that works, but... Um, the narrative is disgusting, to be honest. Yeah, it's it's pretty bad. I'll give it that. It's It's not great. It's not great at all. It doesn't look good for them. Uh, the media, uh, a lot of people I don't think are going to buy into this at all. Um, I don't see how they do at all. I, I don't see how it happens. Um, if I'm being entirely honest here, I think the story has already died because it does not fit the narrative. I think they hyped it up last week. I think what then, they did is they they were hesitant to even bring it up to begin with. Yes, but it which is why they waited so long. Yeah, I mean, they did wait quite a while, because what, this death happened on what, January 7th? January 7th. January 7th. And, mm -hmm. um, like, they waited just a little bit, and they decided it fit the narrative almost just enough, just because it was a black man killed by police. And so they decided to run with it. It got hyped up for, like, a day or two, and then it just kind of died. 
but still, it's absolutely a horrible tragedy. I mean, reach out to those the family, you know, the family of Tyree Nichols. Obviously, it's a tragedy. Um, I wouldn't want, you know, um, and it, it was never, it hasn't come out at least anything yet that we're aware of that he did anything wrong. Um, he simply was pulled over for, I think, suspected he was speeding, I believe, I think, or something along those lines. Um, and then he felt threatened, so of course he ran from the police, which you should never do, by the way. Obviously, you, you shouldn't do that. It's not a great option. Because, um, I mean, it doesn't look good on you trying to run from the police. They basically assume that you're trying to hide something from them. But still, even still, the police run him down. And um, they basically, as his arms are held behind his back, they all five of them continue to pummel him to death. And uh, it's a very sad story up there in uh, Memphis. Uh, but that's not even everything. So, of course, those five officers were killed. And even, I think, are not killed. Oh, my goodness. Uh, they were fired <laughs> from their jobs, uh, obviously. Um, but even, like, some of the healthcare workers that arrived on the scene to try to revive Nichols were even fired from their jobs, which, to me, I don't really understand why that even happened, why these guys were fired for any sort of particular reason. Yeah, um, the EMS driver, the the ambulance driver, was fired. Uh, I think that's taken it a bit too far i'm not sure what his direct involvement was what was the reason for him being fired i don't think we got a statement on that one uh it just doesn't make much sense to me i mean did we even get a statement on the other ones the people because i'm pretty sure everyone that was there was fired that was on the ems squad the guys that were trying to revive him you know bring him back to life were even fired it's like you didn't do a good enough job saving this one guy so uh kick the bucket you're gone you know get out of here uh so not really sure exactly why that happened there. It seems pretty strange to me. But um, yeah, it's a very sad story up there in um, Memphis, Tennessee. And, uh, of course, if anything pops up, we'll make sh- be sure to bring be bringing that to you, I guess, in the coming weeks. But uh, for now, that's about all we have on that story. All right, and, of course, uh, some not so much breaking news, at least for two of these guys. But uh, for one uh, particular... Muslim anti-Semite, uh, anti-Semitic lady, uh, I guess this is a little bit more breaking news, but, uh, Adam Schiff, and, uh, who was the other guy, I forget, uh, our Chinese spy sleeper, uh, friend. Uh, um, Eric Swalwell. Eric Swalwell were both kicked off the Intelligence Committee in the U.S. House. Um, obviously, House Majority Leader, uh, kicked him right off, got him gone, said, obviously, that they can't deserve to be there. Of course, uh, Adam Schiff's reason for being uh, dismissed from the committee uh, was simply just uh, his uh, mishandling of documents uh, during the Trump-Russia investigation, which was a complete and total sham, obviously, as we all know. Uh, He mishandled classified information. uh, And so the Republicans said, no, you don't get to serve on a committee where you can't handle classified information, especially on one where your whole point is, well, intelligence. So then, of course... Uh, Eric Swalwell, sleeping with a Chinese spy doesn't get you anywhere, except, you know, of course, off the Intelligence Committee, because, you know, of course, if you're sleeping with spies, who knows what else you're doing with them. I don't, I don't even want to think about it, to be honest. Uh, but uh, Ilhan Omar uh, was finally kicked off uh, her house committee. I don't even remember what committee it was. Do you remember, Grant? I don't even remember. I saw it earlier today. I honestly today. do not. I honestly, but for I the life know. of me... Cannot remember uh, yeah. what it was. Uh, if I can look here, 
I had it pulled up, I believe, on uh, was my it house daily intel? wire. No, it wasn't Intel, but it was uh, something else. Uh, I can probably find it right here. Um, I don't even remember. I don't even remember what it was. Um, uh, I think it was... Uh, I would say it was some like foreign affairs committee. I believe that's what the, it's, I don't remember the exact name of it, some kind of foreign affairs committee. But anyway, she was kicked off her committee, mostly for her anti-Semitic views, her, you know, continuous assault on Israel. Um, and so even Democrats were like, you know, in her own district, as a matter of fact, uh, who are part of the Jewish community are like, you know, hey, can you, you know, why are you being so anti-Semitic? And she's just like, shut up. Yeah, I don't, I don't, you know. I speak for me, not you, or something. I don't know, even though she represents them or something. Yeah. Super strange. And then now all the all the Dems in the house now. Uh, famously tonight, there was a video of AOC going crazy about them kicking off a black Muslim woman of color off these committees, and it's just the Republicans, and that's what they do. Uh, yes, as, yeah. as if you know, like for example, Marjorie Taylor Greene didn't get kicked off of exactly. anything like that herself. Um, and even still, like, they're not being barred from other committees. Like, Republicans are still allowing Democrats to appoint those three to other committees. And right. they're not going to just shoot them down. Unlike like, what they did to Marjorie Taylor Greene, kicking her off yeah, all they kick, committees. They kicked her off every committee. She was not allowed on any committee. That was it. Yep. And they wouldn't, let, they wouldn't even let Republicans pick. And especially when they did the January 6th committee. Normally, the minority party... Uh, out of respect, uh, gets to select who they want on the committees. But the Democrats, when they created the January 6th committee, said, nope, we're going to pick for you. And so they picked, of course, the most uh, neoconservative people in the House. Uh, like Liz Cheney, who, of course, is no longer able to run for re-election. She lost out on her primary race. I think she's already out, isn't she? She is, thank you. Yeah, God. she's already gone. So I forget how yeah. long ago that was, but... I forget you know, where there's a lot of sometimes, but. talking heads right now saying that, you know, oh, well, this is very unprecedented for the Republican Party to do. Uh, but, you know, as we just talked about, Marjorie Taylor Greene and countless others that were kicked off of their committees, I say what goes around comes around. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, if you're going to play, I think as Republicans, one of our biggest issues is just like Republicans and conservatives is, uh, you know, we talk all this about like small government, you know, don't, you know, but. If we want to make any sort of meaningful change, you know, in this country, we're going to have to actually take hold of political power. Like that is yep. the way that we need to. But uh, we We've need to take playing hold. defense for far too long. It's yeah, and I think play offense as Repu as like conservatives and Republicans, we're so afraid of taking power because oh, big government. But in reality, when you wield political power as conservatives, we need to take that power and do you know. Use it for good. Like, look at Ron DeSantis in Florida right now. He's not backing down from the power that he has. He's taking it and he's wielding it for the better of the state of Florida. And a lot of people around the country are seeing that and following suit. Like uh, Governor uh, Christy Noem and uh, I think it's with South Dakota. I forget yep. the two to go. South Dakota. Uh, she's following suit there. And a lot of other states uh, that are pretty conservative are uh, following suit because that's the way that Republicans are going to win. Republicans for too long have sat back and been like, oh, no, big government. You know, we can't wield political power. But every time, we, every time we're not wielding, politi wielding political power, the Democrats are. 
And right. so as, as conservatives and Republicans, what we need to do is we just simply need to take hold of the power that we have and use it to push our own agenda and say, no, this is how America should be, and this is what it needs to look like, and this is what we're going to do, and then turn yeah. around and do it instead of backing down because, like, oh, no, big government. But uh, that that's one of the biggest things, I think, uh, the problems I've had with conservatives and Republicans for a while now. Um, but that's definitely something that if we'll actually take hold of, I think that we can make a big change. Yes, and hold your representatives and your senators accountable. They have an open line that you can call in. Call in. Let them know how you're feeling. Tweet at them. Do what you need to. It's something that the right is really bad at. This is something that the left is really good at. They're forever in contact with their representatives and senators, you know, via Twitter or their uh, – or their office, you know, that's something that we say we'll do, but we personally don't do, and we have to change that. Though I also think it's mostly because, you know, most people that are Republicans are, you know, blue-collar workers, you know, their lives are that's busy, true. and we understand that, and, you know, most people that are Very on the true. left are sitting at home on... In their you know, mom's basement. In their mom's basement, eating Cheetos, watching CNN all day, or whatever, or anime, or porn, or whatever gross Very things true. they can come up with. So... You know, they're, you know, they're doing all this. So they, of course, you know, they have time to call up their senator and be like, you know, doing whatever. So, I mean, I understand, but, you know, you know, take that time. You know, it doesn't take long to even shoot an email. Uh, they have email lines. Uh, a phone call is the best way, I think, honestly, because uh, uh, usually you get in contact with someone right away and you're there in real time, you know, on a car ride, on the way to work, on the way home from work. Other offices are open uh, quite a bit during the day, during your lunch break. Uh, but definitely, yeah, take time to call your senators, your congresspeople. Um, oh, God, I sound like a leftist. Congresspeople. Congressmen, congresswomen. Goodness. Uh, There's only two. Only two genders. Only two. Only two. Absolutely. And uh, call them and, uh, you know, let them know. Uh, that's one of the biggest problems we've had. And also, you know, getting out to vote, too. But uh, that's a more of a topic, I guess, for another time. It's not really election season, but I do find that at least typically looking that uh, conservatives and Republicans are more reluctant to get out to vote than uh, Democrats are. All right, and so one other story uh, that's actually been going on for quite a while now, but uh, something new has just dropped uh, very recently, and that is uh, Paul Pelosi. Many of you know Paul Pelosi, uh, of course, a couple, while back, a couple months ago, uh, got into that, uh, I think it was a car accident, or got pulled over, got a DUI for drunk driving. I think he was going like 90 down like whatever road it was that he was in California. Didn't look real good on uh, Pelosi. But uh, after that, um, we eventually learned um, just a while back that Paul Pelosi was attacked in his own home. Uh, and there was a lot of conspiracy theories going around about what happened. Like some people thought, you know, it was some gay love affair that he was having. You know, a lot of weird stuff. Not really sure where this comes from, but... Uh, but uh, then, eventually, the body cam footage for uh, Pelosi's uh, attack was um, eventually released. And so we're actually going to take a look at that uh, right over here. Yeah, it literally sitting there. Hi. Hey guys. How you doing? How are you? What's going on, man? Everything's good. Hi. Hi. Drop the hammer. Um, nope. Hey. Hey, hey, hey. What is going on? Right I'm not getting any answer on call. Bro, oh, oh shit! Yeah, so I think uh, no matter what side of the aisle you're on, uh, you feel bad for the guy. 
that is a really terrible attack. Um, you know, I know there, like you're saying, a lot of conspiracy theories floating out there about what it was, but you know, I don't understand why they released this now when they could have released this much earlier. They could have stopped the rumors then and there, but they release it now. And I think you're seeing a lot of people in the conservative movement apologize now. You know, they do feel bad for the guy. And this is this is terrible. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's just, It really is quite sad. It's, um, you know, obviously I feel pretty bad for the guy. I mean, he obviously has to live with Nancy Pelosi. Uh, that's probably bad enough. <laughs> that's bad but, enough, uh, yeah. Uh, and then we also also have the uh, the phone call, uh, which is why a lot of people, um, well, a lot of uh, talk about the uh, about it now is a lot of people on the right are like you know apologizing for some of the views that they had on maybe why it happened. Of course, it was all just kind of conspiracy theory. Um, a lot of people really have apologized, and they were just kind of trying to figure out what was going on. Uh, but then they also released along with that video um, the nine one one call. Uh, that Paul Pelosi made to the police station. This is actually what a lot of the conversation uh, is about, so let's uh, check this out. San Francisco Police, 74. Oh, I guess I, I, I called on the What is this? This is San Francisco Police. Do you need help? Oh, well, there's a gentleman uh, here just waiting for my wife to come back. Nancy Pelosi. Uh, he's just uh, waiting for her to come back. But she's not going to be here for a day, so I guess we'll have to wait. Okay, do you need police fire or medical for anything? Uh, I, I, I don't think so. I don't think so. Okay. Uh, there, there's the, uh, um... Is the Capitol Police around? No, this they, is San Francisco. They usually protect my wife. They're usually here. They're usually here at the house, protecting my wife. Uh, no, no, no. This this gentleman just uh, came into the house, uh, and he wants to wait here for my wife to come home. And so, uh, anyway, he's on the phone. Do you know who the person is? No, I don't know who he is. He he uh, uh, he has his he's telling me he's telling me not to uh, he's telling me not to do anything. Anyway, this, this gentleman says that uh, he thinks everything ought to, you know, he, he told me to put the phone down and uh, just do what he said. Okay? Okay, Who? what's the gentleman's name? I don't know. What's that? My name's David. Da the name is David. Okay, and who is David? I, I don't know. I, what's that? I'm a friend of theirs. Yeah, I, I, um, he says he's a friend, but... But you, I, don't, but you don't know who he is? No, no ma'am. Okay. He's telling me I'm being very lazy, so I, I gotta stop Zero, talking to you, okay? Okay. You sure? I can stay on the phone with you just to make sure everything's okay. No, he, he wants me to get that off the phone. Okay? Okay. Yeah, so obviously from that phone call, most people that are pretty talkative about the the 911 operator obviously who's just completely oblivious to the fact that you know he even says it in the call that he's this dude is he doesn't know this dude he's waiting for his wife to get home uh and even says the name Nancy Pelosi as if you're living in America and you have no idea who that is i understand if you know like you're a kid you know you don't watch politics but if you're anybody who like seemingly knows anything about America lives here obviously 
you would know something about the name Nancy Pelosi, and that should immediately ring off a, like you know a bell and be like, oh well, maybe we should do something. But this lady is completely oblivious. Um, no sense and, of urgency. Yeah. It, uh, he he's very clearly trying to tell them nonchalantly, like this guy's holding me hostage. You know, obviously he so he doesn't get beat. Um, yeah, it could have been handled way better. Yeah, uh, uh, I think it more shows badly. And as much as I am, and I'm sure you are too, very pro cop, except in certain instances. Obviously, like with Trey Nichols, I think that was terrible. Uh, you know, at that point, I guess I would say I'm not very pro police in that particular moment or that particular case. Uh, in this case, too, it just looks very bad on the San Francisco Police Department. Uh, which, granted, it is San Francisco, so I can't really put much past them uh, in terms of being very good. But uh, it doesn't look very good, I'll definitely tell you that. Alright, and our last story for today um, is a pretty good one. So, Bernie Sanders. Everybody knows who Bernie Sanders is. You know, Democrat, well, not really a Democrat, more of an independent. Runs for, uh, runs on the Democratic side of the aisle. Uh, everybody blamed him for Hillary's loss in 2016. Uh, very, very far left. Uh, definitely all the young a, people love him. All the, long, all the young people love him. I don't know how many people I see walking feel the around burn, school. Right? Yeah, got to absolutely feel the burn. I absolutely love him. Very socialist. Um, has got a new book coming out. Um, I don't know the exact name, but uh, he's complaining about capitalism uh, again. What's new? Um, yeah, it's it's, you know, what's new. Um, or I think the book name is like it's okay to be angry about capitalism um, and so he's going to have this big event um, and I'll get to more about that title in just a little bit because I want to talk about that in just a moment because I think Bernie almost sort of has a point but we'll get to that in just a little bit um, so Bernie Sanders uh, he's got this book coming out um, and he's going to have this event to uh, kind of promote his book um and as much as he hates capitalism, you can get into that event for the low, low price of $95. There you go. Let's go. Yeah, I he mean... He, too, can be front and center at Bernie Because he's so, you know, energetic. You want to be right up front, don't you? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Now, one of my favorite things is, is that back in 2016, obviously, you used to hear Bernie Sanders be like, you know, we're going up to the millionaires and the billionaires. They've got too much money. You know, he wants to spread the you know, the wealth around a little bit. Um, sorry for my very horrible Bernie accent, but um, I'm gonna have to work on that a little bit because as we go on, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to start you know using those a little bit more. But uh, it used to be the millionaires and the billionaires, but uh, if you'll notice nowadays, it's more just the billionaires, and that's uh, well, as you can guess. Uh, Bernie Sanders, uh, well, he became a millionaire, so he can't go after the millionaires. He's you know because he, you know, he is one, you know. He's right there in the club with them, and he found out they're actually not so bad, I guess, or something. Uh, so now it's just the billionaires, basically anybody that has more money than him, uh, which I guess after this event will be uh, less people, but uh, depending on who shows up, considering it's a $95 entry fee. but it's Capitalism at its finest, isn't it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Just like totally uh, working with capitalism there uh, to make some money there. Quick, so with his ideas, this event should be free. And so should his book. If oh, he absolutely. cares so much about his ideals, everyone in America should get a free copy of his book. Oh, he should be yeah. doing this from his heart, but something tells me he won't. No, no. I, I mean, I'm calling on Bernie Sanders right here. This is my call to you, Bernie Sanders. Make the book free. I want it for free. 
I mean, that's your idea. Like, your whole idea, your whole socialist thing is to make everything free. You know, spread the wealth around. And so, my only call to you is to make the event free. And in fact, go ahead and buy my plane ticket for me. Um, to get me there. I want to be there. Front front row. For free. Uh, and the book as well. Uh, for free. So, that's my call to you, Bernie Sanders. I don't know if you'll ever see this. Uh, hopefully you do. Uh, that's my call to you. Because uh, I want that book. Absolutely. 100% I want the book. I want I want to see it. Uh, but to go more back to that title. Um... He, he does actually kind of have a little bit of a point, and I'll explain what I, what I, what I mean by that. Is, We're going to need an explanation ASAP. Is, uh, I mean, he says, and the, the title of the book is, It's Okay to Be Angry About Capitalism, or At Capitalism. And he's not entirely wrong, because if you look at our culture today, um, capitalism is, you know, obviously it's one of the best systems that we have when it's used the right way. When you have the right people making the right decisions and things like that. But when you have a culture today that promotes all these transgender ideologies, you know, all this pride stuff, anti, you know, you know, anti-whiteness, things like that. And you have those type of people running the economy, driving it to the ground. Capitalism can sometimes be not good. You know, it can be used to promote evil. And so in my and so when I when I read that I was like, well, no, it's you know at first I was like, well, no, but then I thought about it a little bit more and I was like, well, I mean you're right, but you're also probably wrong because your title's right, but I'm sure your explanation as to why Bernie is probably not. Uh, but that was my just small spiel on capitalism. Uh, I think it's good. I think it's one of the best systems we have for economic prosperity, but when wielded by the wrong hands. And the wrong ideas, it can lead to a lot of destructive things. Because, you know, capitalism has done a lot of good things, but I also think it's done some stuff that's probably not great. Like, it's destroyed the family in a way. Um, we've pulled mothers out of the homes because of capitalism. So there's a lot of things, I think, that, you know, uh, that could be fixed. Um, that capitalism's not perfect, obviously, is basically what I'm saying. I don't think it's a perfect ideology um, by any means. But uh, I definitely think it's the best we've got. For sure. Uh, the best we have. Nobody wants socialism. You don't no. want that. It's a big no. Ab- absolutely not at all. But uh, anyway, that's just about everything that we have time for. I think it was a great first episode, Grant. I don't know about you. I had a lot of fun doing this. Uh, I definitely think we're going to continue this. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we'll have a lot of stories for you. But that was the Based and Free Gen C podcast. See you next week.